right, what's good, everyone? Welcome back to another festive podcast episode. Today, I am sitting down and chatting with Zach Kravitz. Uh, Zach, can you go ahead and introduce yourself to our audience here? Yeah, what's up, everybody? Um, super glad to be here. Thanks, Kyle. Um, my name is Zach Kravitz. I'm a filmmaker, photographer, and I help creatives go full time. I run an online course business. And, uh, I've been doing it. I've been freelancing for about four years, but then the, the online course business started a couple of years ago and and that's what I'm doing now. Yeah, man. It seems like that. I mean, granted, I've only probably, uh, been following your journey for a couple months now, uh, kind of discovered you through Edward Lee. Um, but it seems like the coaching thing is like really taken, uh, like, I'm looking for that word, like not full control, but uh, it seems to be like your your main passion and area you're kind of using to to build your business and brand. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's been fun. You know, I, I used to work with a bunch of celebrities and and influencers and brands, and um, you know, I would I would travel and and do the whole um, freelance thing. And I was, I was just getting tired, honestly. It, it, it was, it was, you know, going back and forth between, you know, filming all day and then editing and just that nonstop loop yeah. of, of, yeah, not just having that free time that I, that I really desired. And it just, it just wasn't really filling me up with joy, you know? Um, and so I, I started working with a, a guy by the name of Lewis House, who's really Love into him. the... Yeah, Genius. he's a great guy. Big, big podcast. Yeah, School of Greatness. <laughs> huge. Shout, out, shout out, Lewis. Yeah, huge podcast. Huge. Um, and and he he kind of started talking about the course thing. He's like, you know, you, you have so much to give. Why don't why don't you create a course? And this was a couple of years ago. And I'm like, okay, well, yeah, let's let's give it a shot. And so it started off as kind of a selfish thing. And I say selfish because it was really what inspired it was I wanted to create more free time for myself and I just yep. wasn't enjoying the, the, the filming for other brands and, and influencers. I had so much to say and I wanted to, to, to share my message. Gotcha. Um, but then as, as soon as I got started with it and just saw the impact, the transformations, the, the screenshots of, of people in the DMS telling how much it's you know, help them out. I was like, holy crap, this is, this is amazing. Um, and it's just been, it's just been fun. I've been, I've been having a lot of fun with it and and the people that I've been connecting with face to face instead of just through, you know, YouTube comments and things like that. It's just not the same, um, actually connecting with these people face to face virtually, um, still, but it's, yeah, it's just been, it's been really fulfilling. Love it, man. That's it's super awesome. Um, really happy for you. And so I, I want to know real quick, uh, this is probably a quicker question, but uh, you know, how much would you say if, if you're comfortable sharing, you know, how much of your uh business is coming from coaching? How much are you um, you know, dedicating time to working with clients, or is it like you're all like all in on coaching? Is that all you're kind of doing right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's that's a that's a great question. Last year was the first year that I went all in on coaching. I did not take any clients and that was Ooh. a scary transition for me. That was very for scary. Real. I was like, I don't, you, cause you don't, you, you know, you, you really, you don't know what's going to happen. You know, are people going to buy it or, you know, do people really like what they're, I mean, yeah, I get the, the, the messages and the feedback and whatnot, but you still, that's that little bit of that self doubt. 
always tends to to creep in. And so, yeah, it was, it was, it was scary. The one, the one thing that I did do was I still did photo shoots. It wasn't, it wasn't something that I, I really marketed or, or pushed, but um, it just, it does not take nearly as long as, as, as video. Oh, it's so easy you know. for a photo shoot. <laughs> it's a lot, it's, it's, it's a lot easier. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so I'll still do that. But like I said, I, w- I won't promote it, but if someone asks and it's, it's a good fit and it's someone that I want to be connected with, I'll, I'll definitely do it. Cause it's, it's really fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, how much do you share that, like that concept with, uh, you know, the people you're coaching, the idea of like doing tasks that, you know, might not necessarily fit your brand, but are somewhat necessary, if you will. You know, I think there's like such a, like Instagram is such a glorification of like every, everyone just showcases the best parts. And like some of that, obviously it makes sense for the branding, but like, for instance, my case, you know, like I tell people, I do a lot of corporate and I mean some and I do a lot of commercial as well but some of it can still lean towards like the corporate side working with like hospitals and stuff but those are the Mm, best mm. paying gigs like by far they pay so well but obviously I'm not pushing and promoting that on my Instagram because that's not like where I'm trying to go with my brand how much do you do you talk about that stuff with uh you know the people you're working with and coaching yeah I I talk a, a lot about that actually it's I, I, I didn't get this from, this isn't me. I got this from, from someone else, but I talk about, uh, creating, you know, that energy bubble. I don't know if you've heard this, no. but, um, I, I would, when I, when I first got taught this, this exercise, uh, I would, they told me to, to write a, or draw a circle on a piece of paper and, and call that your energy bubble. Um, and, and everything that gives you energy, whether it, just it's super fun you know um it it could be not just work but relationships friendships um the activities that you do throughout the day anything that just like fills you up and and gives you that energy you you write it in that bubble you you just list it out okay and then and then and then the opposite anything that takes away energy whether it's certain kinds of jobs or um the part of the process of that job like editing, for example, a lot of people get really sick and tired of editing. Anything that that sucks the energy out of you, you you write it outside of the bubble. And then you look at your bubble and you say, okay, I know it gives me energy. And then you look at the things and you know what, what sucks the energy away and you start either getting rid of those things completely or you find a way to outsource it somehow. How can you hire that out? How can you become resourceful and, and hire that out if it's really like a central and a crucial part of your business. How can you give that to somebody else as fast as you possibly can? Because you want to put yourself in a place where you always have energy and you always feel like just lit up and you're, and you're just creating amazing ideas and, and doing the things that you absolutely love. Wow. <laughs> That's like a really good, uh, a really good task to take on. I like that a lot. Mic drop. <laughs> Do you remember? Did you get that from, did you get that from a book or like a mentor? I got, I got that from a mentor of mine. Um, I got that from, from Chris Harder, I believe. Man, that's, yeah, yeah that's a, 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 that's really he's good. He's a big money guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a good guy for sure. So on that, um, uh, on that note, you know, how much of your, business operation do you allocate um out to others and you know how did you go about acquiring them you know what like and getting them to understand 
who you are, like in regards to your brand personality and, you know, your brand voice and how to, yeah. how to, you know, project all of that. How did you go about that process? Cause you know, there's a lot of people, um, you know, I'm actually looking to, uh, out, I'm working on outsourcing to an editor right now myself. There's a bunch of people I know sure. are looking to do things like that. So I'm sure they'd, uh, love sure. to hear, you know, your experience with that. Yeah. I think, you know, I think it's one of those things where, you have to just let go and and so many creatives have a hard time letting go because it's they're an artist you know we're all artists we want it's our project it's it's our edit you know we just I don't know if you feel that way at all. One thousand percent projects. You hire yeah, you hire me yeah, for a music video. It's my music video, not yours. <laughs> exactly, I mean, not really, exactly. but yeah, I totally get what you're saying. Right. Well. Yeah, because you feel you're freaking proud of it, man. Like you, you film, you, you go through the whole process of, of, you know, creating the vision and then filming and then, yeah, you want to edit and create that story. Um, but I, I, I talk about this on, on, on my podcast and, and my Instagram and all that. Um, uh, I, I like to, I like to think of editing as, as manual labor. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like that mindless work, although it's not for most people, it's not mindless because you're creating the story throughout the Yeah, edit. It's, it's mundane. What if, you, what if you could, yeah, exactly. But what if you could visually, what if you could communicate to someone your exact vision and they just, they, they understand it and they, and they get better and they, and they continue to improve. And, and sure enough, they, they start actually you know, understanding what it is inside of your brain that you're trying to communicate. And that process is a lot, obviously it's, 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 it's hard. It's not easy. Um, and I think creatives have a problem with, with those first few weeks of that bumpy period. And it, the, the thing that, that, you know, is tough is even though they're, getting paid to, and, and they might be fulfilled and all that. And they might, you know, really enjoy the project. It's still not their project yeah. and they're not going to care about it as much as you care. Never about will. It. And you just, you just, you have to accept it that it's, it's, you know, I'm, it's not the best advice in the world, but it's, it's the honest truth. How, how can you communicate in the best way possible? How can you make them feel extremely appreciated and excited about your project? And that's really the best that you can do. And that's it. So yeah, totally. It's, it's a tough process. I totally agree with that, man. Um, you know, what are, what are some methods you implement to, to do that? You know, I mean, cause it's, that's, that's a challenging thing to do to definitely, you know, to keep someone, uh, committed and passionate about your brand, especially, you know, if you're trying to, to create a relationship or a partnership for, you know, longevity. Um, cause obviously everyone's kind of trying to eventually, you know, scale out or, or grow out and, and kind of do their own thing, kind of bust out of the shell. How do you, how do you kind of work that out? I think it's just, it's communication. It's, you know, it's communication and taking full responsibility. Um, and firing fast, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. Hire it's, fast, it's hire fast, fire fast. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of people listening to this have heard that, but it's very true. If it's just not working, you know, you spend a couple weeks and if it's still not working, you're on to the next one. Um, and, and I, I love how I, I, I don't know where I learned this, but you, you really have to take responsibility, 110% responsibility, even if it feels like it's your fault. It's not like if, if you get an edit back, for example, and you told, 
Johnny or Samantha, whatever, whatever their name is, if you told them to do something specific and they completely forgot, it's still your fault because you still did not communicate and or stress the fact that it needs to be in there. So me just taking full responsibility and not blaming anything or anyone um, really makes me communicate crystal clear because even if you think you're communicating it, I mean, think about the times where you are talking to someone and you think you said something, but you didn't, but you said it in your head. You know what I mean? Yeah. Has that ever happened to you or it happens all the time. So just taking full responsibility and really just being articulate and communicating crystal clearly is just the best way you can do it. And then, and if it's still not working out after a couple of weeks, you just, you know, you have to drop them time to move on. Yeah. Totally agree. Yeah. Um, so I want to jump back to, uh, coaching a bit more here. Um, how, how old are you exactly? If you don't mind me asking like 25, (laughs) I'm so old. No, uh, I'm 27, 27. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, so I, I, I figured you were in in mid twenties. I just wasn't sure exactly. Um, you know, that's Mm -hmm. a relatively young age We're we're both pretty young. Um, so obviously there has to be there has to be people that you've gotten backlash from saying you're too young to coach like you don't have enough experience. What has been yeah. your experience with that? How do you handle that backlash? Um, how do you maybe warp it or you know flip it and make it like a benefit for you that conversation with them? Or how do you turn it into a conversation, mm-hmm. if you will? Um, just want to know like your experience with that, because, you know, there's a lot of people coming out with um quote unquote master classes or courses and stuff. And so I think a lot of it's same thing as, you know, like the, the whole thing with everyone doing like spreading the word of doing free work to get work. Well, they're like claiming it's ruining the rest of the realm for all, you know, videographers and photographers and all that stuff, which isn't the case, but I'm just wondering how, how do you handle that? Yeah. I mean, I think that has a lot to do with imposter syndrome right? Totally. Is that, is that kind of what you're talking about? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, dude, that, that's something that I think everybody deals with no matter what level. Um, you know, I've been blessed to be connected with and, and network with super successful people, way more successful than, than, than I am right now. Um, just on a massive scale and they still feel like they have imposter syndrome. Yeah. Um, not all the time, not all the time, but occasionally that self doubt creeps in. And I think the most important thing is to, is to remember why you got started. I mean, you know, not, not just why you got started, but, but looking at the impact that you've made thus far, you know, when I'm, when I'm starting to feel a certain way, I just, I just go into my group and I see the conversations that they're having and I'm like, wow, um, I, I really am making an impact. I really am doing something that's, that's helping other people. Um, so as long as, as long as you can hold on to that, um, a lot of, I mean, a lot of it is just repetition. It's just getting used to talking and, and communicating and pitching and all these different things. And, and, and just getting rejected, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, like, like for me, I, I wanted to become a better speaker. I, I felt like I, you know, maybe I didn't read enough or I felt like I had all these great ideas, but I just couldn't communicate it as well as I wanted to. 
And so I started a podcast and now I can speak a lot better. It's, it's getting better. I'm getting better. But by the way, um, real quick, the, the title of your podcast yeah. is such a lie. You don't ramble at all. You're so <laughs> I feel like when I ask people questions, it takes me like 40 seconds to get what could have been just like a one like literally a one sentence question right, and i feel right, like right. i feel like you're so on spot with your podcast like you run through your just everything mm. very smoothly i don't feel like you ramble mm. you're good with that <laughs> I, I appreciate that i appreciate that a lot yeah i mean that that just comes with a little bit of prep in the beginning things like this like you and i i mean i'm probably rambling on right now just because i don't I don't know what you're going to ask me. I don't, I don't know the, no, I don't have any notes like, yeah, yeah. But I, pre I appreciate that a lot though. <laughs> um, going on further with the podcast, you know, I'd love to learn more. Uh, you know, it seems like you're having some, some pretty great success. So I'd love to hear more about, you know, what your plans for the podcast are with 2020, um, as well as, you know, just taking it Ooh. further down the road. Um, and, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I'd love to hear a little bit more about your process for, uh, you know, just generating traffic, to the podcast. Uh, I think that's something else you do really well. Uh, you only have, I think you yeah, have like sure. under, you have like under 30 episodes or something, maybe like close to that, I think. Yeah. And it seems like yeah, you yeah, have yeah. like just hella reviews. I don't know the number on it, but you have a, <laughs> have a ton. Um, so yeah, we just lo yeah. love to learn, uh, your process for all of that. Absolutely. Um, I, first of all, I think what you're doing is amazing. And I think more creatives need to get into the podcasting space. I don't think there's a lot of us on the podcasting space at all. I don't know about you. Have you, have you seen a bunch or no? I mean, honestly, a small handful. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I don't, I just, I mean, maybe there's not a lot of people promoting it, but honestly, I think the, the only ones I follow slash know of are yours, Edward Lee. Um, and mm -hmm. then, uh, I just listened to your podcast with the bearded man. So I now know of his podcast, but, nice. uh, yeah, man, those are like literally, he's got a great one. You were, you guys are like the only creatives or people, you know, around, you know, mid twenties or, or younger that I know of that are operating a podcast with kind of the yeah. self-help, uh, you know, self-improvement kind of focus, if you will. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I don't, I think it's, I think if you're a creative right now listening to this, I think, um, if you have any interest in the podcasting space and you're creative, I think it's a great platform to be on because not a lot of, I, I just don't see there being a lot of competition out there. It's not, it's not a, a, a can I swear on this podcast? All you cool? want or no. Okay. All you want. <laughs> <laughs> you, you never know. You never know. It's it's not a cluster. I have a terrible sales, sailor's mouth, bro. Terrible. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Me too. Me too. I, I usually clean it up on podcasts, but sometimes I just let her rip. But anyways, um, yeah, it's it's just it's not a clusterfuck like like the YouTube space where every you got every traveling filmmaker in the YouTube space. So I think just being in the podcasting space um, is is smart for a creative. Uh, and, and you're, to answer your question, you know, how do I get reviews? How do I, how do I create that momentum? I, I really try to create an experience. So when you come on my podcast, you feel like you're part of some secret, like a fight club, secret society group. Um, and I, I right just on. make it fun and I create that experience. You know what I mean? And then, and then in terms just, you know, in terms of some, of some strategy, um, I love doing giveaways. I love yep. giving. I love um, creating free stuff for people. So if they leave a review, I'll give them something for free. Um, and so that's probably why I have so many five-star reviews is because I love to, to give. We just did a, a big giveaway where um, 
I promoted uh, the the new Sony Bluetooth headphones. The they're like similar to Bose's. Yeah, the, yeah. I, f- I forgot what they're called. They're like the WH one. It's a stupid. Yeah, they're name. like Sony they're the best wireless headphones out right now. Essentially. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. I absolutely. I'm wearing them right now. I absolutely love them. Um, and so we gave those away, and I, I just picked a random winner who who gave a five star review. So I just I like to do fun things. I love to create an experience and and yeah leave them something that they'll remember and what's like what's your intention behind your podcast like are you trying to to scale that and turn that into like a profitable business and like you know partner with different brands and stuff or yeah 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 well it's it's the perfect place to first of all talk about the stuff that i absolutely love so i'm super into mindset and and just and just becoming the best version of yourself. Um, so I guess that's personal development and whatnot, but, um, it's, it's just, it's a great place because I know that when someone listens to my podcast, they really freaking care because it's two hours long or an yeah. hour and a half long. You know what I mean? It's super long format. And you know, when someone listens pretty, um, consistently that they're that they are a loyal quote-unquote fan of yours um and I, I i don't see myself getting any kind of sponsorships maybe maybe i don't know but i basically am my own sponsor because i promote my own my own my own education my own my own online courses my yeah. programs whatever whatever i have i i promote it on that podcast and it 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 just flows perfectly with the content that we talk about anyway so it just makes perfect sense yeah i think uh it's it it's always interesting to know i guess like intention and stuff behind things too because i guess for me like my whole reasoning behind starting the podcast and why i think again agreeing with you like why everyone should do it is it's like a a win-win like you don't really need a website like you can just use a simple hosting platform uh mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. like it's th- i feel like podcasts are the perfect in like networking and connections is everything and there's never been an easier way for me to get connected with people that i wanted to or business owners that i wanted to than simply asking or inviting them to be on my podcast like i've yeah, i've opened yeah. up so much more dialogue and conversations through that than like shooting someone a cold Instagram message or like a cold email. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the best networking tool or resource you can ever do. So I, if you're, if you're trying to build an audience, I think starting a podcast is unbelievable because people, higher level people still love talking about themselves. They love it. So if you're someone that is not as high level as the guest that you are asking, you already have an unbelievable chance or a much better chance of getting them onto your podcast versus collaborating on YouTube. Yeah. They love talking about themselves. It's the same thing for, for artists. Like if you're an illustrator or something like that and you wanted to get your name out there more, um, I think I got this from Gary V. I think he, he talked about this, but he said, or I said, whoever said it, um, you know, draw celebrities, draw, um, you know, high level influencers, whoever, and send it to them for free. And they are much more likely to, to post it on their platforms because they love themselves. I mean, we all love ourselves for, you know, for the most part, hopefully you love yourself. (laughs) So yeah, I think it's, it's a great, great tool for networking and and just growing your audience. Cause then they're going to share your podcast. Hopefully, um, they're going to share your podcast with, with their audience as well. 
Yeah, definitely, man. Um, I'm blanking on this guy's name. Uh, Jesse Itzler. Have you heard of him? Oh, dude, I love Jesse. So, yeah, wow, he was... What a, uh, great, what a great guy. He, uh, he was just talking about this in Gary's latest podcast. He talked about how you can offer... Um, this guy, uh, offered him, it wasn't, uh, he didn't offer him a win-win because a win-win isn't really a win-win, uh, you know, cause you know, I could win in the first two or three months of growing something, but if you win two or three years down the road after growing it, like you're going to win a lot more. So he talked about how this guy mm. offered him what he called a lose-lose. So the guy, uh, sent him a direct message on Instagram because he knew that guy, he's that Jesse's more likely to read it on there than a cold email. And he said, yeah. Hey, uh, you know, what's your, uh, wh- what would you want, be want, would you want to send me your logo and what's your address? I want to make uh, a bunch of uh, t shirts and like just he pretty much said, I want to make you a bunch of signage and clothing and all that stuff. And if you like it, um, I'd love to discuss, you know, possibly building a partnership and creating more of this. If you don't, whatever, you can have it, keep it for free. And so, so he, oh. he ended up giving him all the information and now the guy like makes clothing for, for Jesse. <laughs> so wow. yeah, like that's really smart. How, how did, wait, how, so how did he get his number? So no, he like just direct message him on, on Instagram. Oh, on Instagram. Oh, on Instagram. I was like, Oh, are you talking about, t- is he texting him? What? Oh, okay. I got you. Yeah. That's, that's super smart. I love that. Yeah. That's, yeah. That, that, that just proved my point then. um something else something else i think you do really well with your podcast and like your instagram too i think this is something i'd love to learn more about because i think i'm struggling with um i find that i get good engagement and i think that's because i'm continuing to provide value but i think you something you excel at is your um your podcast and your instagram seem to have a, such a sense of community and I feel that's that's really hard to achieve slash really unique because again it's like you're not like necessarily mm. branded as like this community or like just strictly uh, strictly like a brand like you know like everyone can be a part of Nike if you will but like not like everyone can't be Zach Kravitz you know so like it, it's very right, interesting right, right. that like sure. you are an individual and yet your platforms seem to have such a strong sense of community I'd love to learn how you have developed that and, and grown that yeah I think I think first of all I think YouTube helped a ton um I started out on YouTube creating fitness vlogs I was in the fitness industry I yeah. don't know if you knew that but um that felt like freaking ages ago. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I made these silly, stupid vlogs and I think I, I really was not afraid to share all of the negatives that was going on in my head and in my life. I okay. showed, I showed the, I showed the positives, but I also showed the negatives and I, and I was complete tra- transparent. And I know a lot of people throw that word trans. You got to be transparent. You got to be authentic. But I was really transparent and I was really authentic. I was totally me on camera and just doing, just being me. Um, and I think a lot of people are afraid to be fully transparent, even though they might say, Hey, I'm being transparent. I'm honest with you guys. I mean, I, I, I show my silly side. I, sh- I show it everything as, as much as I can, um, before I feel like, okay, I'm 
this is this is too much. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I I think I think I I think I was just able to really connect with people and and I and I showed that I, I really actually cared. I cared about every single person that followed along. You know, on Instagram, I'm DMing everyone back. I always DM them back, um, unless it's like some hater comment or something like that that yeah. I just deleted or something. Um, and I'll, I'll even, I'll send voice memos. I'll send face chats. Like I, I'll, I, I literally will go on and send like 40 voice memos to people and just say, Hey, what's up? There's actually, there's a, a, a buddy of mine, Chase Tuning. He, he's also got a, a great podcast. Um, he came up with a strategy where anytime he had a new follower, he would send them a, a, a face chat um recording on instagram you can go in the dms and you can just record a little thing and and, and send it to people Genius. and he would do that to every single new follower and be like hey man uh thank you so much for giving me a follow let me know how i can support uh welcome to the community um, it's a tight knit group and blah, 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 blah. I was like, holy shit. That's genius. That, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it takes a lot of time. Don't get me, don't get me wrong. That, that, that you, takes a lot of time, but you can't measure that it, value it pays though. off. Right. Yeah. yeah pay, dude, that, that pays off big time, especially in the long run. Yeah. So if anyone listening to this is really trying to build that tight knit community on social media, you have to go above and beyond. You have to show that you care and you got to do it consistently time and time again, for sure. And where do you, where do you let that, uh, community live outside that? If anywhere, like, do you, do you, build, do you have a build out Facebook group? Um, or do you use like an email list or do you kind of just like let it live like where it is, like when you post on Instagram or, or post a new podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I think it's, this is actually something that I get into in my, um, in my coaching programs where I talk about, it's so important to have a community headquarters and a community headquarters that cannot go away. So, so for for example, Instagram. Instagram can go away at any point in time. It's probably not likely, um, you know, in you know a few years or whatever. But it can just go bye bye. And then what happens to all of those influencers on Instagram that are posting? Um, paid ads and, and, and they're making like 30 grand off of a post, what happens to them? Well, they're going to have to get a nine to five. They're going to have to get a job. <laughs> if food stamp, yeah. I mean, it's crazy, man. So, so something that, and, and, and I mentioned this because it's, I, I'll get, I'll get, uh, this blew my mind. I'll, I'll get people coming to me with like a hundred, 200,000 followers struggling, struggling. And I'm really? Like, Holy crap. Yeah. Because even even with 100 200,000 followers you know just because you get a bunch of likes it might not be that tight knit community that will if you wanted to monetize that audience they might not purchase maybe they just like looking at your pretty photos but you don't show face enough and and show who's behind the lens for example yeah so i was having a couple of these people 100 200 250,000 come to me saying like hey man like no one cares about my shit i get all these likes but no one no one's talking to me what do I do? Um, and that was like a huge eye opener. I was like, wow, that that's, that's kind of scary, kind of scary. Um, and so that's why I really try to promote, Hey, like you can do this without a social media following. Um, it's just, it's, it's just, how do you do that? How do you, how do you create that tight knit community? So, um, getting back to your question, 
where does where does my community lie? That's why I'm trying to build the podcast up so much. I'm actually trying to change my community headquarters a little bit and and take that break from YouTube and hop on the the podcasting space because podcasts podcasting is the future. I mean, radio's oh, going sure. bye bye and 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 the the <laughs> podcasts are here and they're here to stay. So that's a great community headquarters. Um, obviously you have email, email list. I have an email list. I think everybody should have an email list. Everybody, 100%. everybody should, <laughs> everybody should own their audience. That's, that's the most important thing. And so many YouTubers, Instagrammers, creatives, they don't own their audience. They just have them sit on a platform and then that platform goes bye-bye and you're screwed. Totally, man. So what's yeah. uh what's the most challenging part about being being a coach and specifically being an online coach? Mm, the most challenging part. I think the most challenging part is with any kind of business and I think that is dealing with self-doubt. I think is probably the hardest part. Just being an entrepreneur. I mean, really? Um creatives, yeah, I mean creatives are entrepreneurs like as much as they they don't think they are um i think uh, i'm sure you um you already know this but um a lot of a lot of creatives are in this freelancing mindset when they need to get into the business mindset more they are a business they are the face of their business and so as soon as they start kind of letting go of the freelance and start creating a business and treating it that way they're going to see a lot more success but even with the business just entrepreneurship and and creating something from the ground up is is tough and i think i think self doubt is is everything. I think mindset is, that's why I work on my mindset so much. Um, because I, because you, you, you don't know what's going to happen and you can either think negative thoughts. You can either think of, Oh, what you think of like the worst case scenario, or you think of what could happen? What are the positives? What am I going to accomplish? Yeah. And going back, back and forth between those two, they, they, and I know you, you felt that conversation in your head, like those two voices talking back and forth with each other and you blocking out that noise, blocking out that negative voice and listening to the positive. I mean, that's key. I'll, I'll do whatever it takes. I'll, uh, you know, <laughs> say my prayers. I'll do, you know, whatever. I just, I'm like, you know, meditate. I, I just, I make sure that I listen to the positive voice and I keep going. Dang that. The, honestly, I, I wasn't expecting that answer. Um, I've, I know I kind of, I, I kind of went off tangent there. I've, I've <laughs> debated, I've been in the realm of like looking to do mentorships. I think I'm still very focused on just my own experience and growth right now, but uh, it's something I want to get to eventually. But my biggest fear has always been the fact that like, I feel like a lot of the people that are signing up for these courses are people that don't have patience and they're very much like one, they're either like just trying to find a get rich Mm. quick scheme or they're just trying to find Mm. like the fastest way they can be like, famous as a director or YouTuber or whatever have you, like, how do you, um, do you, you know, like cipher through people, like, be like, you know, uh, not cipher, like how do you vet people? That's what I'm looking for. Like, or do you vet people for your coaching? Like, or do you have that issue? Like that was always my biggest fear with coaching is that, you know, people wouldn't put in the work and then they'd blame you like, bro, I paid for this course. It's not working. It's like, yeah, dude, but you got to put in the work. Right, 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 right. That's a, that's a great question. So (laughs) it's funny, like 
no matter what you put out, no matter how incredible the offer is, no matter what the price point is, no matter the the refund policy or whatever, you're always going to get a problem child. And that's what I call them. <laughs> call them the problem child. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's something that you you're gonna get tough. You're gonna get you're gonna get thick skin. You know what I mean? When you create a yeah. business like this and and service for other people, you're you nailed it right on the head. They think that if they just buy the 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 course or the program, they're gonna get the results and they don't need to work for it. And so you're gonna get your problem child, where sometimes it's better to just refund them and just get them out. Because you don't know what they could do. They might leave you a, a terrible review because of something or whatever. So in those cases where you just know like, okay, this person is going to be a problem. Like we haven't even gotten started yet and they're already a problem. Yeah. And I will just, you know, we'll have that conversation, refund, goodbye. Um, another thing is when we get started, I work so hard to stress the fact that if you do not put in what you want to get out, this will not work. Just because you bought this program, like you said, just because you bought it does not mean it's going to give you the results. I'm going to take your hand. I'm going to show you the way, but you have to walk through the door. You have to, as cheesy as that sounds, but it's true. You got to walk through it. You got to, you got to get your hands dirty and, and actually do the work. So I also have a, a refund policy as well because I'm very confident in my programs. Yeah. But for some crazy reason, if they didn't, if they do all the worksheets, they attend all the coaching calls, they do all the modules and they're still not happy with the results. I will, I will, I will refund them. No problem. If you show me you did the work and you're still not happy with the results, I will give you a refund. Um, and so doing things like that, you just really, you stress the fact of how important it is that they show up. Um, it's, it's so key. So key. Definitely. It's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, uh, scary. All right. We're going to, yeah. we're going to, we're going we're gonna to transition a little bit. I'd love to know, uh, sure. you, you do online coaching. That's your, that's like your full-time gig now. So very interested yeah. to know what is a day in the life like for Zach? Ooh, that's a great question. What is a day in the life like? So I'm really trying to put myself in my zone of genius, I like to call it. Um, and what that means is I'm trying to find all of the activities that are going to move the needle in the business. So that's what I'm trying to do. And there's about 5% out of, out of everything that you can do. And this, is, this isn't just, you know, course creators or, or, you know, it's just, it's not just entrepreneurs. This is, you know, illustrators, artists, photographers, filmmakers, this is everybody. Um, there's so many things that distract people and you, you end up bouncing around things and, and you never get anything done. It's, it's, it happens with most people. So if you can narrow it down and find the 5%, it only takes 5% out of, out of the, the hundred to, to move the needle. Those are the things that I like to do. And, and whatever those things are, I, I can give you examples, but, um, um, I'll just give you an example. So, um, you know, for me, like big picture stuff, the big visionary stuff, like, like what, do, what do I want my courses to look like in the future? What, how am I going to attract as many people as I can that is going to get 
that transformation that they're seeking. Like those are real, like big visionary things. And so those are the things that I like to think about and all the little minute details, those need to be outsourced. And that process of going from business operator to business owner is it's, it's, it's not as difficult as people think, but, um, it's, it's still, it takes time. It takes time. Uh, especially because people, they, they don't think they can hire someone or, or outsource something because they don't have enough money. That's like, that's the biggest, um, misconception. I mean, I, I, I even, I thought that like when I was younger, I thought you had to be a, a multimillionaire to just hire one person. Yeah. Um, and, and that's just not true. There's, there's virtual assistants. There, there's, there's people in the Philippines that you can hire for $5 an hour to do tasks that take up so much time. And yet they're happy to do it. They're getting paid. They're getting work. They're happy to do it. And it's already taking shit off of your plate. Yeah. So key. Um, and, and just becoming resourceful, like how, like if you literally have no money and you're, you're trying to get into your zone of genius, your zone of genius, you know, who are, who can you network? What creatives and other artists can you network with that is going to support you? So like, if you're really shitty at After Effects, like I'm shitty at After Effects. <laughs> Same. <laughs> like I'm real bad. I just, I just don't, it just doesn't fill me up. So I, I never taught myself or took a course about it. Um, but if you could find someone that's really good at After Effects that's around the same level as you, they can do your After Effects stuff while you can provide something for them. So how can you network and connect and and support other people? Stuff that fills you up but maybe doesn't fill them up. And even that, even though you're not paying them, it's already taking things that you don't enjoy off of your plate. And that's key. So I don't know if that answered your question. but Yeah, no, no. Um, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, it, sure. uh, it reminds me of a book I'm reading right now, actually. Um, it's called Manage Your Day-to-Day, Build Your Routine, Find Your Focus, and Sharpen Your Creative Mind. Um, mm-hmm. Really interesting read. Uh, a big thing it talks about, which has totally altered my daily routine, is uh, it talks about like that, kind of similar to that, like focusing on the big picture thing. So a lot of times people wake up, you know, and the first thing they do is they check their Instagram feeds, then they hop on their email, then they do some invoicing, what have you, and then like, it comes two or three o'clock and you haven't really done any big picture things, things that are actually going to move your business forward when really that's what you should be putting first. So like, that's what I used to do too. So now I've completely altered. Like first thing I do is gym and then I set aside three or four hours to just create. So whether that's screenwriting Mm. or shooting a new video, et cetera. Um, so it's just like completely altered my schedule, but I've seen like huge results and the amount, the amount of things I've gotten done, in regards to big picture yeah. things for my business in the past two to three weeks, it's been like just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I, I love that. I, I, I talk about this a lot too, where it's because we're, we're visual people, we're, we're creatives. Um, it's really important to separate your creative stuff with your email and your backend b- business type stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so I'll actually, I'll dedicate days where I'm just creative. Like, Today's a, a, I am creating content. It is a creative day and that's it. And, and all the emails and like all that other stuff, I, I don't mess with it. I don't mess with, you know, DMS or anything like that. I, I just, I strictly focus on, uh, creating content. And if you separate it that way, that can help a ton. Um, but I think, I think the biggest problem, um, and this might 
I don't know if this is going in a diff- different direction, but people have a problem with something called context switching. I don't know if you've you've heard of this, um, mm-hmm. but it's it's no, <laughs> maybe yeah. keep 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 going, keep going. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I mean I had this problem so bad, but it's basically it's basically starting a project getting started, getting going, and then getting distracted by another project and then switching to that project. Ooh, I'm, I'm good about that. I, I can't, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't, oh, I can't, I can't leave a project until it's done. I just, I can't. Yes. Yes. That's okay. Well then you're way ahead of the game. I, I had to learn this over time. Um, but it's the, it's the time that it takes to switch to that project that is what kills you. And so yeah. I was like you where, where, yeah, I would start my emails then. Oh shit. I got to create an Instagram post. Oh wait. Um, my YouTube video, it's not uploading, you know, and then you're going back <laughs> and forth with all these different things. And, and then it's four o'clock and you haven't gotten shit done. So yeah. it's, it's that context switching of, of moving from, from project to project when you, you have to finish what you started, no matter how big or small. And like for me, I work on really big projects. So like whenever I I launch one of my programs, that is a massive undertaking. It is a huge project. And so that is all I am thinking about. And if I start getting distracted, it's it's game over. Yeah, man, that's mm, that's a lot. So um, I want to I want to kind of focus uh, a bit more um, towards uh future and goals and stuff uh would love to learn more about uh you know just where you're planning to take things down the road if you have you know if you have a a three to five year vision for for your coaching and uh building that out like how how are you planning to scale your business what is your business going to look like in the next you know three to five years uh or do you know yeah 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 Yeah, no it's a great question so so i'm really working on i'm still in the building stage with my my online course business so there's just a lot of building of products making tweaking things making things better here just like really just like just building 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 totally um yeah which is important and it it takes time but um what i'm really trying to do is i'm really trying to take myself out of it i'm i want this to be bigger than me i don't want i don't want it I don't want it to have to involve me. doesn't mean I'm not going to coach anymore, but I want this to be something that is just so big that it doesn't need anyone or anything to survive. It's its own living, breathing thing. And I think that's super cool. Um, so I, I, yeah. So with that, I definitely am trying to scale, definitely, um, growing it and getting more people in there. But, but the key for me is to, you know, I want to make this bigger than me because it has nothing to do with me. It has to do with the people and the people that are that are being coached. Um, and so that's kind of my vision with it is 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 building it and then slowly taking myself out of it so that it just becomes its own living, breathing thing. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I have I have other interests and in, in things that I want to do as well. And I, I don't want to just do um, you know, courses and whatnot. I think, I think entrepreneurs, they, I feel like we want to do a lot of eight businesses, <laughs> eight to yeah, 12 businesses yeah. at once. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, yeah, we, we, I love to create, I mean, that's, that's why I was so into film and photo and I still am. Um, but what I, you know, one of the biggest things I realized was that 
early earlier in my career, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm a cinematographer. I'm a DP. I'm going to start working on movies. But that really, like, I felt I was, I was really working hard at it and, and getting better at my, at my, at my shots and, you know, my compositions and all that stuff. But I, I realized I'm like, what? no, I'm not a DP. I'm, I'm a director. I, 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 I want to fill that visionary role. And then I also love creating products and things that people have an emotional attachment with. And I'm like, how can I, how can I combine all these things? And being an entrepreneur is, it's like the same thing as a director. You are the visionary. You are, you are moving the chess pieces. You're not, you're not getting your hands dirty, um, all the time, but, but you're playing that, that visionary role. And I, I absolutely love that. So, um, however I can, I can play the visionary role and, and build things and have a, and have an unbelievable team helping me. That's another thing that I don't think we talked, well, we didn't kind of talk about it, but you got to have a team or it's just not going to work. You have to have people oh next gosh. to you that are 100%. better than you. You know what I mean? And I love that. I love that. So I, I, I want it to have nothing to do with me. I just want to build and create. And so the courses has been super fulfilling and you know, I'm trying to make the biggest impact that I can possibly make on creatives and, and transform their lives. Um, but then I also, I want to do other things along with it. And so I, I talked about, um, a backpack business that I've been trying to start. I don't know if you knew that or it's like Webley um, or Weebly or, or something, right? Waylon, 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 yeah. Waylon, so gotcha. Waylon, yeah. So that was, Waylon and and my my online course business has taught me so many things and and especially with the context switching like I talked about I was going back and forth between the two and I'm like wait a second this this is just not working I cannot focus my attention and try to grow two businesses from scratch We're like what am I doing here yeah and so and so I had to make a decision and because I started the courses first and because like people depended on me. I'm like, I ha like, I have to keep going. This is, this is so important. Um, I, because Waylon wasn't at the level that my course, I had to, I had to put, put Waylon to the side, put that on pause and go all in on my one thing. And that's also why I, I stopped doing client work because that was another distraction. And so last year was the first year where I just got rid of all distractions and I just put 100% effort into one thing. And I think that's, if anyone listening to this can take anything from my, take one thing, <laughs> just take one thing. I'm talking about one thing right now, but um, <laughs> if they can, uh, if they can take just one thing that I, that I mentioned in this podcast is how can you eliminate all distraction? How can you just narrow down your focus to just one thing that's going to take you to where you truly want to go. And so that's for, for me, that's my, my online course business. So Waylon had to take a pause. So getting back to the three, five year plan, Waylon is not over. It's just, it's sitting on the sidelines and it has to stay there until I complete Damn. my one thing. Zach, yeah. you, you stole my final question. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Shit. It's Sorry, all good. Bro. No, it's all good. I, I'm super glad. I'm super glad you mentioned that actually, uh, because it's like a similar role here. So I have, this is the festive podcast. It's really funny. You mentioned this. So mm -hmm. a lot of people don't know this. Um, I talked about it in like, I think it was like episode 15 or something, but, um, 
I actually originally launched Festive as a clothing brand while I was doing, you know, my own uh, personal brand, Cal Visuals. And I launched this business. I created a website, um, had my buddy design a bunch of designs, bought them and uh, built out a bunch of clothes, purchased the clothes, went on a trip to uh, Joshua Tree with a a friend, a model friend of mine named Nathan Waters, went out and shot a bunch of content, (laughs) came back home and I was like, this is so overwhelming. Like there's, there's just so much I have to do to move this business and brand. I was like, I I can't, I want to do this, but I can't do this right now. So my whole plan is kind of like you mentioned, I'm building my personal brand and building this festive podcast. And my aim is five years down the road, seven years down the road, I'll have so much, um, just brand, uh, value and leverage that, you know, I can be like, Hey guys, I'm starting this clothing line. Would love for you to check it out. And instantly I've got, you know, 40,000 people skipping over to check out this new clothing company or something like that. So exactly. Totally, exactly. totally agree, man. Totally agree with what yeah. you're saying there. Yeah. The one thing, my man, that it's like, have you, have you read that book? I've been talking about it on my Instagram for like the past two weeks. I think people are getting sick of me talking about it, but I just, <laughs> I actually so, just picked so it up. Important. I picked up oh, that. Oh, yeah. Nice. And then, uh, Edward's been talking a lot about atomic habits. So I picked that up as well. So mm, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to jump on those. Yet. I'm going to jump on those after I finish this one. Yeah. Yeah. I have to, I have to pick that one up too myself. But the one thing is, oh my God. I mean, it's so, it sounds so simple, but people F that up so bad. So they just, they just don't, I guess they can't see themselves from that third person perspective and truly see what's happening here, but they're really like spreading themselves way too thin over a million different things. Yeah. So, so building yeah. off of that, what are, what are some techniques or, or methods you know of, or you utilize, you would offer to our guests here, uh, listening, uh, that they can use to be better, you know, organize, uh, be more productive, just, uh, you know, overall, you know, get more done and, and move their business forward better and faster, if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I talk about this with my members. I, I work off of, I didn't, I didn't, I learned this from my mentors and it's, you know, I just absolutely love it. I, I kind of tweak it to, to fit my personal needs, but, um, basically I, I work from 90 day periods. So there's four quarters in a year and that's 90 days. So I, I take on a project or I take on a big goal in those 90 days because I don't know, it just feels more tangible. Like, Oh, 90 days, that's only three months. Like, Oh, I can, it's, it's like enough time to really get some shit done, but it's also, you know, a short amount of time where it, it actually feels like, Oh, it's soon. So I got to get working. You know what yeah. I mean? It's not like a two year goal. Like no one's going to work. If you just come that. up with like a two year goal, <laughs> like you're, you're just going to get lost. So yeah. I try to make it as clear as I possibly can. And, and obviously I'm a huge, um, advocate of, of reverse engineering everything. So even, even, you know, before I get to 90, 90 days, what is, what does that whole one year look like? What does that annual plan look like? Um, but I, I love the 90 days thing. So if you can work off of 90 day segments and, and create a really big kind of scary, but also you believe you can actually do it kind of goal for each 90 days, you're going to make some, some real fucking progress. So from those 90 days, um, I, I, like I said, I reverse engineer it and I get it down to a point where I've got one thing to do each week. Like if I can, if I can, if I can crush that one thing each week, I'm, I am, I am cruising, I am moving the needle. 
And so whatever it is, it's, it's hard to, you know, talk about what, what that is, but, um, you know, if you can, if you can figure out, you know, a 90 day goal and then reverse engineer down to every single week, like, you know, that one thing that you got to do, it's going to help a ton. And I do this in my, in my calendar. I'm a, I'm a big visual guy, so I have to see it. I have to see the, what, what lies ahead in the future. I have to see what's going on in three weeks and five weeks and in two weeks. Um, and I'm sure you're a visual guy too. And then I also, (laughs) (laughs) I also have just a little bit, everyone, (laughs) everyone listening to this, I'm sure you can relate. You're a visual person. Um, and then I also have a, a dry erase board, uh, right next to my desk. And I literally write down the one thing on my whiteboard, um, which seems kind of crazy because it's, it's big. So I'm only writing one thing. <laughs> it's so, it's so important because it just stares at me. So in arrogant, face. bro. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, but it, but it stares at you in the face. And then another thing that I like to do, um, and this is something that I, that really, really helps is, um, I take my 90 day goal, whatever that 90 day goal is, and I write it down on a piece of paper and I actually write the date. So, um, I'll say it's February 27th, 2020. And I accomplished this and you have to say it like you already did it. Like it's done. It's done. You got it. It's over. <laughs> and if you write it out in like a, a Sharpie or something, uh, just like a regular printer piece of paper, and I stick that above my desk. So I'm also getting blasted by that 90 day goal. It's just staring at me in the face. And I just look at that every single day because it's right above my computer and I'm, and I'm while I work and whatnot. And then I've got my one thing to the side here for the week. Um, and that's, I think that's the best thing I can, I can offer anyone listening to this is what's your 90 day goal and, and what are the, what's that one thing every single week that's going to get you there. Right on. Um, yes, sir. so, you know, doing what you do, uh, just being, being an entrepreneur in general is super stressful. So one of my favorite questions to ask, cause I feel like every guest has a different answer, is I'd love to know how do you manage fear, stress, anxiety, and insecurity? We all have it. We all experience it. How do you mm-hmm. personally deal with it? What would you suggest for our listeners? Oh man, that's so. That's, I feel like it's so different for everybody. Um, I think a lot of it. This is kind of a boring answer, but a lot of it <laughs> comes down to just repetition. Um, you know. If you're, if you're scared to do a podcast, get on more podcasts and uh, everyone knows that. So that's kind of a boring answer, but it, it really does help. And, and I am living proof of that. Like I, I used to hate being on other people's podcasts cause I'm introverted and you know, it makes me nervous to speak and I feel like I sound <laughs> stupid sometimes and you know, people hate their voices and you know, all this stuff. Um, but the more you do it, the it's like, okay, well, you know, yeah, I sound like an idiot, but. Uh, you, you just get better. So that's, that's number one is repetition. Um, number two is, 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 and this is huge is, is creating that network of people that are doing bigger and better things than you are and getting close to those people where they, you know, they actually either one, they become friends. That's the, that's, that's, that would be the best option if they're you know, <laughs> a really good friend and, and they're just crushing the game. Um, or two, you, two, you, sometimes you have to invest. So like, for example, like a, a course or a coaching program, like if 
sometimes you, you have to do that. And, and sometimes you do both. I do. I personally do both. I've, I've been able to connect and offer value to people and create my network, um, through my skills and services. And then I also invest in myself. I buy courses, coaching, masterminds, all that good stuff. Um, and, and, and just be and talking to those people, um, giving them a call and saying, Hey, like, you know, I'm, I'm struggling with this and, and then them, you know, absolutely crushing it on their end. You know, they've been, they've been through exactly what you've been through. And so they'll be able to tell you like, Hey, like, you know, just keep going. And, you know, I, I feel you on this, but you, you have come this far and you've done all this already. And they, and they just instill that, that confidence back inside of you because, and, and, and the thing is they, they have their own people too. It's, it's such a domino. It's such a chain. Um, everyone's connected. Like everyone has their own mentors, you know what I mean? Um, and so that's, it's just so important. And then, and then the last thing I'll say is, um, really looking back at how far you've come instead of how far you have to go. I think everyone is looking at how far you have to go to, to get this dream life that we all want, right. This beautiful destination of, you know, millions of dollars and, you know, whatever it is that you, that you want a huge following or, you know, fame, whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, you know, just constantly reminding yourself how far you've come because, when I was talking to, I was actually talking to Edward Lee about this. Um, I, I was, he, he came to LA and we were, we were having some good conversations and I told him, I'm like, dude, like I, I couldn't imagine living the life I'm living right now. Like three years ago, four years ago, I was in college and the one thing all, I, I, I didn't have a good college experience by the way. Um, and so <laughs> sorry to hear college, that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And during during college, all I could think about was, I, I what I would kill for to just go home and 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 live with my parents again, and 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 have access to a car again, and just drive to the gym and work out. Like like if I could have that, I would be like so grateful. Like that's all I want. I wanted to get out of there as fast as possible. And now, I mean, I've got my own car. I've got you know, my own business, like I'm doing all these things. I'm like, holy shit. Like that's all I wanted four years ago. And now I'm here and I'm living it. And I'm like, I'm not even like, you just got to look back at that and, and say, wow, this is a beautiful moment right now that I'm, that I've got this far. So that's so key. Definitely dude. Um, want to also know from you, um, what do you think? And let's, I guess, keep this, to the realm. Well, I guess, you know, take it where you want. I, I, I'd like to have it be more broad as an entrepreneurship, but uh, I'd actually be probably pretty interesting to hear your thoughts in regards to just coaching in general, too. But I'd love to know what do you think are the most common reasons people in your field fail or quit? Oh, um, uh, scarcity, scarcity mindset, I think is probably the biggest thing. Believing that, um, you know, everything is a, a limited supply. Like that's, that's like, that's my ceiling. That's as much money as I can make. Like, um, you know, this, this kind of this broke mentality almost. Um, I think that's the biggest thing. I feel like, I think the, the, I think how you can stop that is, is to live in your higher self. And this is something I talk about a lot that I exhaust people over, but it's so important. Um, 
if you if you could step into the shoes of the person that has already made it what are what are the decisions that that person is making is that person afraid to spend money is that person afraid to invest in themselves no they already have millions of dollars or whatever dream life that they have whatever you see in yourself that you want if you can start making decisions as if you already are that person you've already made it you will keep going and you will make the right decisions too. Um, so many people make the wrong decisions and they make the same wrong decisions. It's a pattern. It's just a pattern. Like, like, like someone that is not making enough uh, is, is just not making a lot of money. It's because they're making the same decisions over and over again. It's a pattern. And so if they can break that pattern and start making a, a decision and typically that decision is scary as shit. And that's why they don't do it. It's very unknown and it's very strange and it's very uncomfortable and they start sweating and they're like, I I don't, I want to go back to my, my, my little, my little cave and I want to, you know, they don't want to be broke, but it's more comfortable to be broke than it is to make the decisions that their higher self would make to burst through that and really become the the best version of themselves. So I don't know if, yeah, I mean it's brain it's blast. Just, it's pa- yeah, yeah, mic drop. It's it's just it's patterns. That's all it is. It's just patterns from the moment we're born. We, we start do we start learning from our parents. A lot of it stems from our parents. Like that's it. Like like if your parents were, were, didn't make a lot of money, um, you know, like for for example, my parents we're, we're very we're very comfortable. But my dad loves to save, save, save. And as an entrepreneur, you can't just save, save, save. You have to invest. You have to spend money to make money. And so that was that was a little bit difficult for me. And so I could feel that tension like, ooh, I don't know. I don't know if I should spend these these thousands here, these hundreds here. Eh. You know, you, you get you, the, those voices crawl back in, inside of your head and, you, and they start yeah, telling totally. you to settle down, go back home, be be your, your old comfortable self. It's just, it's just yeah, I, a, a I resonate with that, mentality. man. My my dad was definitely the same and very much like, uh, you know, like my dad was a very uh, gritty, like blue collar kind of guy, like get it done yourself, dude. Like yep. stop, yep. stop being lazy and asking for people to do it for you and get it done yourself. So like that's kind of the mentality I always had. And so that was a big transition for me and, and struggle and somewhat sometimes can still be is, you know, being willing to invest in, and put the money forth for a new marketing campaign or, uh, mm. you know, maybe a coaching course or going to uh, flying out to Vegas for NAB or some kind of event to network, yeah. et cetera, you know? Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, it's made a huge difference. Um, kind of making that transition and, and implementing that, uh, the past two years for me. Absolutely. Good for you, man. It's, it's, it's still, a, it's always a work in progress, right? It's not like you figure Absolutely. it out. And, oh, that's it. No, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's always a work in progress. Always. Yes. Totally. Um, so I want to jump ship a little bit, uh, but I think this can be some great value for the listeners. You're in a relationship and you're an entrepreneur. <laughs> it's tough to do. How do you find yeah. the balance with the drive you have and the passion uh, you have for, uh, for being, uh, you know, being a creative, being an online coach, um, kind of always having to be there for for these people you're you're mentoring when they need you, etc. You know. Yeah, that's such it's a, it's so tar it's so it's hard it's tough. Um, you know, I started I started dating my girlfriend when I started my journey, and I almost decided not to because 
of the the exact thing that you just said. It's like, is this going to just be a distraction? Yeah. Or is this is this going to help? And I don't remember. It was it was a long time ago. I don't remember where my mindset was, but obviously I said yes because we're we're living together and and everything is great. It it it, it happened to work out. Um, but but the early stage in our relationship, everyone goes through the honeymoon stage. You know, they're, they're yeah. just you know they're so obsessed with each other. We we did the opposite. We like we had <laughs> so many issues and arguments and like you know she wasn't used to what I was doing and you know I was when, when we started dating, I had just started traveling and like starting to get hired for things where I had to travel and, and go to different places in the, in the country and, and international travel. And so at one point I was, I was gone every single month at one point in time. And that was really hard. That was really hard for her. That was hard for me too. Um, although it's a lot of, you know, when, when the person isn't doing a lot of the action and whatnot, um, you know, it's, it's always harder for the, for the person that's home. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So it was, it was just a ton of the same talks. It was just communication and, 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 and just being fully transparent with, with, with what expectations we have for each other. So, um, she told me what she really wanted and I told her, what I really wanted and what I needed in order for my business to thrive. And now we're in a great point because she works for an entrepreneur and she works from home and I work from home, which actually has, you know, its own set of issues as well. (laughs) Um, But it's a lot easier now because, because, because she, I have, I was just learning uh, the process of being an entrepreneur and she hadn't learned that yet. And now she, she understands that mindset cause she, she's, she's doing her own entrepreneurial things. She- Yeah. Yeah. And so it was, it was just a lot of conversation and, and it's something that we're always working on and we make sure we have a non-negotiable date night. That's, that's one thing that we do is every single Thursday we'll draw a popsicle stick that has a date idea on the popsicle stick. And yeah, I know. Right. It's, 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 (laughs) you know, it makes things fun. It it makes things a lot of fun. And so that is our non-negotiable, um, a date night where we pick a popsicle stick and then we do whatever it says, no matter what. And, um, and, and we don't, we're not on our phones or anything. We don't talk about business as much as I want to talk about business. That's something I still have to work on, but, um, (laughs) you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's always a work in progress, but if you can schedule non-negotiables, um, you can make it work. And it also has a lot to do with work-life balance as well, which I don't, I don't, totally. I don't think it exists personally. Um, and, and you'll, once you read the one thing, they'll, they talk about that a lot in that book, um, how work-life balance just doesn't exist. Um, what I like, what I like is, and I, I'm able to do this is, is work-life integration. So because she has, she can work remote, I can work remote, we'll work, but we'll still spend time together working. We'll go to a coffee shop. We'll go, um, we'll go to, we can work while we travel. We have that freedom. So 
we can really combine work and life and integrate the two of them together, um, which is which is really nice. But anyone listening to this, um, you know, if you really want to strive for for greatness and do some incredible things, you're going to have to take it to the extremes where something has to give. Your relationships will have to f- fall to the wayside a little bit. For, you know, family has to, you know, put a pause on that, but always come back to it. You don't just leave them out there for good. You always come back, but you're you're in the work mode a lot for longer periods of time and you, and you, and you, and you give family a little bit less time. And that might be hard to understand for a lot of people that really care about family. I care about family. I'm, I'm a huge family guy, but, um, they, they had to understand that, Hey, I'm trying to build something from complete scratch and that takes time and it takes effort and something has to give a little bit. Doesn't, doesn't mean to just, you know, disregard completely, but the time that you're spending with them is going to be a lot less than the time that you're spending on your business. And that is just a fact. So, uh, Grant Cardone was just recently interviewed on Lewis Howe's podcast, uh, school of greatness. And one of the things nice. he talked about was how, um, he talks about how he believes, you know, every couple of years you should like you should he he's goes on this rant talking about how you should always be given things up, like how he just recently gave up meat, like he's just all like vegan now. And yeah. he talks about how your friend should be changing like every three years, like you should be kind of losing the friends you had, because if you're not, you're not really growing. What are your, what are your thoughts on that? Like, do you think is there a way for you to like maintain past relationships, uh, childhood friends and stuff like that and still grow because the, the fact of the matter is, is no one can truly understand. This sounds like ignorant saying this, but (laughs) no one really understands the lifestyle of an entrepreneur unless you live it. Like it really does take up all your time. You are working. You're, you're never not working. Like you get an email at 9 PM says urgent. Like you might have to check it. Like you just like, there's just like, how, how do you find, I mean, I guess like you just mentioned, there is no balance, but how do you work that out? Is there a way, or, or do you kind of agree with that theory that, you know, you kind of yeah. have to, to grow outside? Yeah. Well, I think, okay. When I, when I said there isn't no balance, I think, I think it goes back and forth because the goal, when you, when you start a business and it's just, it's just you when you start, you know what I mean? Or maybe you have a partner or something or a friend that you're starting it with, you know, this, those are the first year or two years, like you are just getting started. Um, and it's going to require a lot more, but, but the goal is to take yourself out of all of those nitpicky stuff. Kind of like what we talked about earlier on the podcast where, you know, you're trying to take yourself out of it so you can become that visionary role. And so the, the goal is actually to work less and make more. And so when you're able to work less and make more, it sounds like counterintuitive, but, but when you're working less, you're only working on the things that truly matter. And like I talked about, it's only 5%, 5% of everything in your business is really the essential things that that move the needle along, right? Um, and and so if you can get if you can just 
your goal is to is to work less to make more. And if you want to work more, then you can. And it, it then it goes back to the energy bubble, right? If it does provide you fulfillment, like for example, Gary V. Gary V is a workaholic, but that's what he loves. And if he loves it, yeah. he should do it. But it doesn't work for a lot of other people. It works for some, doesn't work for others. For me, it doesn't work. So with Gary V, I take the things that 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 work for me and everything else I let go over my head. Um and so you got to be careful. The the hustle culture is it can be yeah, totally. can be dangerous. It can be it can be dangerous. Toxic. Yeah, it can be very very toxic. And so I am trying to be that other side of the argument where like no, like you shouldn't be working twelve hours a day. You should be working four hours a day on only the things that truly matter. Unless you really want to work eight hours, then then you should. Um, so then back to you know friends and, and childhood friends and everything. It's, it's, it's that energy bubble again. Do they really, do they provide you joy and fulfillment or are they kind of sucking your energy because they're, they're being really mm. negative entrepreneurs. We have to be positive. We have to see the silver lining and everything. And we have to see every single opportunity. And so if your friends are saying, Oh yeah, that's impossible. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, you can't do that. You know, it, it, then no, I, I think you need to to slowly distance yourself because you need every single, um, uh, what am I trying to say? You need every, um, not positive thing, but, but everything you can get to, to Hello? be successful. Oh. I, I lost you for a second there, but I'm your still... audio picked it up. So our listeners will hear it. <laughs> oh, okay. That's fine. Sorry. That might've been my phone. I don't know. Maybe it was my headphones or something. I don't know. know. Mysterious. Can you hear me now? Everything good? Yeah. Oh, okay. That was weird. It's all fun. It's part of the process. I'm still going. (laughs) I I don't don't know where I was. Uh, What did you last year? Uh, (laughs) I I can't remember at this point. Yeah, I know. Um, uh, Oh, geez. What was I saying? Um, Oh, childhood friends. I... um, I totally lost my train of thought. Yeah, no, no. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You traveled friends. I think I my point you're, across. Yeah. I mean, if they're negative people, you got to distance yourself. You got to separate yourself from them as hard as that may be. Yeah. You just, have to do just, it. If, if you want to be successful. You need to be so positive. Yeah. That's the thing. And if, if your friends are, and you might not even notice it, you know, it's, 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 it gets down to even just the language, like how you talk, like, oh, that's too expensive. I'm not, I'm not going to buy that. Well, how positive is that? Maybe, okay, maybe it's overpriced, but, you know, shouldn't you, if you really want to strive for that, that, um, premium product or whatever it is, then you should. And if your buddy is like, oh, that's too expensive. Like, let's move on. Well, then that's not serving you. That's not supporting you. So it's like, it's really, it's, it's these little things that I now am picking up and I'm like, oh shit, like my buddies are really negative. Not saying that they are, but I'm just sharing that as an example. Uh, I used to yeah. be even more negative, and I always thought it was like sarcasm or me just trying to be funny. And some of it still is, and it's you know it's all in good fun. But a lot of it was like I was I was being negative, and I was being negative about myself. Um, and that you know really can can kind of dig and and you know hurt you. And you you know the more you talk about something, the the better chance it's actually going to happen. And that can go either either side of the spectrum. That could be positive or it could be negative. So you always always want to be positive, always. Definitely. 
And what are what are some steps you take to, uh, you know, live a more positive and, and optimistic life? Yeah, that's a great question. That's something that I'm still working on. Um, so something that I'm doing this year is I'm scheduling play and then I'm scheduling work around play. So what I mean by that is I will, I'm, I'm, I'm scheduling four big trips this year. So I'm going to Hawaii, um, in March and then I'm going to Bali in April. And then I'm going to have two more trips, um, towards the end of the year. And I am buying my plane tickets and it's forcing me to go like, oh, sh- like shit, I-, I bought these tickets. I have to go. I have to go. That's it. And so it's forcing me, <laughs> it's forcing me to, to schedule my work around those trips because last year, I'll be honest, like I, I really, I didn't, I didn't enjoy myself as much as I should. I was too, I was almost too deep into just business and on this year, I'm really trying to like take myself out and schedule that that fun, that play. And then, I, and then I'm also trying to do that on a weekly basis, not just like big trips. So like, you know, if you're just starting out, like you don't want to go halfway across the country and just ball out. Like that's that's not smart, right? So, but you can yeah. you can still find fun things to do every single week. Like, do you like to go out to dinner? Okay. Go out to dinner on Saturday. Make that something that you look forward to. Cause when you look forward to something, you become a happier person, your work gets better and everything follows from there. Um, and then you can also do something on a daily basis too. Do you, do you like playing even, even this might sound bad, but like, you know, video games, like everyone says like, Oh, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, you can't play video games or something like that unless you're in the gaming space, I guess. Um, <laughs> but, but you should be able to, you know, watch your Netflix shows. You should be able to play video games. If you want to play video games, doesn't mean to binge and do it all, all day long, but you need to give yourself something to look forward to. And, and you know, your work will, it, it will show in your work. It will. I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, no, totally. Um, so another question I like to ask, uh, because again, I think this differs with everyone, but it's always interesting to get, get the responses. Uh, you know, how do you personally define success? What does that look like for you? And, uh, how do you, how do you work towards achieving that or or have you achieved it? Yeah, I think, I think success depends on everybody. I mean, some people want to build a container home that's off the grid and, they don't have to, you know, speak to anybody or, or if they want to speak to people, they can, but it's, you know, that, that might be their dream life. They've built this little home, like in the middle of the field, out in the middle of nowhere, off the grid. And that, that might be it. Um, (laughs) so for me, I like, obviously I have my own goals and I have my financial goals and all that, but I just, I think success is first of all, it's, it's having 100% freedom to do whatever it is that you want to do. So if, if, right if what you want to do is just to build that container home and live in the middle of nowhere and you don't have any other interests, then you've made it. That's, that is success. You've done it. Especially if you have, you know, a loved one that you're sharing it with. I think that's super important because if you don't, if you don't share your success with other people, then, uh, humans are meant to interact with other humans. It's so important. Um, and then 
And then, for example, the 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 guy that the built the my example, my container. Do you know what I'm talking about? Those container homes. I don't know if people like. Yeah, yeah. Great. Okay. Um, You're talking about like the shipping containers, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. There's like shows on them, like these little mini houses. I, I kind of, sure. I kind of want to build one myself one day. It just seems awesome. Uh, <laughs> but if if that if that person that owns that container home all of a sudden wants to travel and and explore some countries, but doesn't have the money to do so, well, that's a problem. So then that starts, starts, um, you know, the, the, the definition of success, it, I, I can't see that person being a, a, a success anymore because they have interests yeah. that they want to fulfill, but they can't because they're restricted. So for me, I want to have a hundred percent freedom to do whatever the hell it is that I want. And I think that's, I think that's the definition of success, freedom, just pure freedom. Right on. Love it, man. Yeah. Um, so before we, before we wrap up here, one, um, do you have a coaching clinic going on right now? Is there room for anyone to sign up? And on top of that, you know, where can people get in touch with you? Uh, if they want more information on your coaching or, uh, they just want to chat, uh, check out your, your past work, where, yeah. where can they check you out and follow you? Yeah, 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 for sure. So we're actually, we, we are hosting a five day Instagram challenge. I always host a challenge, um, throughout the year and and we give a thousand dollars to one participant someone that that really shows that they're dedicated it's and a work, lot of cheddar people a lot of yeah, cheddar it's, it's, i mean it's fun man like like people buy lenses they you know they they get whatever they want um but you know it's 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 just it's a lot of fun so well ho i'm hosting a five-day challenge and it's all about how to land your biggest client without a huge social media following so if if people listening to this right now want to sign up for that i think um that's going to be your, your, your best opportunity. Um, and, and then Instagram, uh, you can please send me a DM. Like I, like I said earlier, I, I answer all of my DMS. I, I care what you have to say. Um, please chat me up. I'm, I love it. Um, and, and my Instagram is at Zach Kravitz, Z A C K K R A V I T S. That's pretty much it, man. It's pretty much it. Love it. Um, well, yeah, you stole, you stole my final question on, it was, so what would, if our audience could leave, uh, leave this podcast with taking away just uh, one lesson, yeah. what would it be? Yeah. But so we're going to, aside from that, so I'm going to change the question up on you here. So I would love to know, um, if you had, if, if your bank account was suddenly full, you had $10 million today. Yeah. What would you do? Ooh, I answer, I do, I answer, I, or I don't answer. I ask this very similar question at the end of my podcast. My, my question is, is if you had same thing, full bank account, literally, you know, you, you are living the version of your higher self, that person that has, that has quote unquote made it. Um, what, what would be your perfect day? So I guess that's how I'm, I would answer it. Um, for me, like I, I want to get my day going where it gives me the most energy um, and doesn't distract. And so um, going on a walk, going on a hike um, is so important. Not looking at my social media or anything, no work, no nothing, just being fully present in the moment, which is a lot easier said than done. So um, that is how I want to start my day. And then, um, you know, full bank account, like, 
yeah, I work is a big part of my life and it gives me such joy. And so I want to get after my hike, after a workout, uh, I want to get together with my team and just create beautiful things that inspire people and people connect with. And, you know, they either transform their own life or they're just impacted by whatever we create in some sort of way. That's so important to me that, and just working as a team together, um, is, is so it's just, yeah, I just absolutely love that. Um, and then my parents are some of my best friends. So I want to spend time with my parents after the work day, get some dinner, right um, either, or get lunch, whatever. And then, yeah. And then just finish the day with, with the girlfriend and, and our friends and, you know, just sit by a campfire or fire off the beach there's these beautiful bonfires um in in la and and one's in huntington beach and one is in um like playa vista area they have these like fire pits okay and so i would just you know family friends the girlfriend just hang around a fire pit and and just tell each other fun stories and then pass out <laughs> that's pretty much it It'd be a Love perfect it. day for me man yeah simple dang simple good for you yeah i don't know if i like it's it's weird i love filmmaking so much and there's nothing i'd rather do than be on set but at the same time if i had like only one more day left to live like i feel like i would just want to be outside like hiking all day then like i'd want to go like experience some like crazy tribal cultural experience like in some like <laughs> native like community yeah, that's like yeah. never left the the jungle right. and like just right. weird shit like that right dude it's so <laughs> love it's it though so fascinating. Um, yeah so uh yeah we're wrapping up here i just want to check is there anything i didn't ask you that i should have um Dude, I feel like we covered so many topics, bro. <laughs> we just, I think we just, I think we nailed it out of the park. I don't know. How do you feel? I'm, I feel very good about it. I feel great. I feel very good yeah, about this it. Was, this, dude, this has been fun. I, I love what you're doing and I love, I love watching your work. That video you created um, on how we need to disconnect. I thought that was. Uh, where's the connection? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Thank I, you. I, oh, man. I, I, I think that needs to be shared. And I think more work like that needs to be um, created and, and get the word out there. Because, yeah, we, we need to connect more in, in, a, in a physical way, face-to-face way. So, so important. Yeah. For sure. Thanks, bro. Yeah, I'm, uh, I got a lot of great feedback, so I'm definitely planning to uh, implement some more videos like that uh, this year, but uh, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Got, a, got exciting things coming. For sure. Uh, thanks again for your time, man. Um, really appreciate it. Uh, any final words to our audience here? Um, just keep killing it, guys. Keep going. Keep moving and, and, and get down to that one thing and, and be intentional with every single thing you do. Have Just live with purpose. Every single action you, you, you make. Make it intentional and make it with purpose. Love it. Yep. Thanks again so much for stopping by, Zach. Thanks. Hope you all enjoyed uh, and got some great value here. Uh, This has been an incredible episode of the Festive Podcast. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you all next time. We out.